0: it is the uh wednesday the fifth day of october 2022 i am once again at the mercy of my master ragweed as that motherfucker has been kicking my ass nonstop for the last week the itchy nose the watery eyes the the runny nose type of ass kicking I made an executive decision today to switch over to Zyrtec because it's a different antihistamine. Truth be told, I shouldn't be taking it as I'm on a blood pressure medication. Two of them because I am fat and I have a long family history of elevated blood pressure. But I am throwing caution to the wind here because, quite frankly, I hate this. Anywho, uh, today... I will be sniffling, sneezing, coughing, and sounding worse than usual. But I have so much useless shit to talk about. It's going to make you wish you had never pressed play. Ha 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 ha. Sports! Uh, we're gonna talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. This week's hashtag Dumb Teams, the American League most valuable player, and cheating scandals are absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. In boring real-world shit, we're going to talk about uh, Elon Musk at it again, Florida also at it again, Uh, white people being mad at shit, and how being left of center is uh, genuinely... generally... (laughs) Infuriating. So infuriating, in fact, that I'm coughing into a microphone for a show that no one listens to. Actually, two. Uh, As an aside, last week at the end of the show, I said that uh, I would offer up a Venmo prize to anybody who um, shared with me the uh, secret code word which was almond 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 sound like the old password guy <laughs> anyways i heard from two people so that means i'm now down to two listeners never mind four or last week's proclamation of now three it's not true i mean i i'm, I'm sure i have a handful of listeners that only listen You know, right up until three gripes is over, or they just skip over three gripes altogether. I would hope not, because I typically find that to be the most entertaining part of the program. It's it's the one that is generally kept with the theme of the show, you know? Anyways. So, uh, all that, and I promise with all of my heart, nothing more of any redeemable value or substance... That's all right here, right now, on episode 136 of Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet, with a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. the hell is Dave LaPointe I think he's a bum I think he's an absolute bum hello 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 how are you uh I'm good I'm over caffeinated uh today um I mentioned in the open that I I switched to Zyrtec So, you know, I I take a daily allergy pill, and it has done shit for me in the last week and a half, and I finally decided to make the move, you know, to something that wasn't a BJ's brand knockoff allergy med. Again, fair warning. I gave you the warning that there's going to be a lot of sniffling, coughing, probably sneezing, but again, um, I am so committed to this stupid fucking show. (laughs) For some weird fucking reason. You know, it's almost delusional, is it not? Where someone who is not at all interesting or intelligent feels the need to just keep up this whole charade, you know? This whole facade. Uh, yeah. And it's it's funny because I spent the last, I spent last week, a few days just kind of, um, you know, sending off uh, emails or, uh, uh, Twitter DMs to try to get a guest on the show to kind of go with a bang because I am definitely starting a new job next week. So I don't really know what, what the, the schedule is going to be for the program. It might change back to Thursdays. I'm not sure. Or maybe even Fridays actually it might have to change to Fridays. Huh? Fuck. I didn't even think of that shit. Yeah. I might have to do that. Um, and then, you know, the fourth quarter is going to be kind of uh touch and go for me. I, it could be, uh, you know, occasional drops um, on the site, or it could be nothing. I don't really know. Not 100% sure. Still up in the air. I'll give you more details on, on what the job actually entails once I have all of the details. I probably will, won't say where I work just because of the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't. The only, you know, the last place I worked at, I, I didn't say. The place before that, I didn't say. I think I'll keep up that theme. There's no, there's no need to drag them into this shit, you know. I don't want that association to uh, to mar, um, you know, any potential success that, that the company may have. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Where was I? Totally forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Um, but you know that kind of goes on what I was saying. So I got a a, a DM on Twitter the other day uh, from somebody, um, like a like a podcast company or or something along those lines. But most likely a, a scam of some kind, but it was either an actual person on the other end of the conversation or a wonderfully made Twitter bot because, you know, the, the conversation was flowing. It was going back and forth quickly. It wasn't like long delays or anything like that. It wasn't like when you talk in a – when you when you shit talk Xfinity, they're like, oh, send us a DM, and then it's dot, 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 Jim. So you send it to Jim, and then you get, you know, your, your DM conversation is answered by 15 different people. It's very frustrating. Anyways, so the conversation I'm having, this person on the other end of the DM said, wow, I mean – um, you have hundred and thirty five episodes of your show. I'm like, well, it's probably you know, close to like one one you know thirty uh, actually no one like 144 or something like that if you count all the not in episodes I think there's seven, so it's 142. sorry. So this is officially episode 136, but you know, all told, I mean the pilot, the initial pilot that I had. Or a trailer or whatever the fuck it was called, which I should probably redo. I should probably do that again because it was kind of meh. Um, but, you know, the conversation flowed and I was like, oh, have you ever thought about doing this? Have you ever thought about doing that? But the best part is like, what? what's your show about? And I, I had to kind of think about it for a second. I think it's it's not really about anything. It's, uh, And then I went through a whole litany of shit that I talk about. And there's no niche. And that's the problem with the program is that there's nothing to grasp hold of, right? So basically, uh, the conversation ended when they're like, oh, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, narrowing down your niche? I'm like, oh, of course, but uh, I have the attention span of a fucking gnat. So it's like I can't – focus is not my thing at all. So there's no way I could create – I could probably do multiple podcasts. But I could never just do one podcast focusing on one thing. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't last long. And I think that's the problem with most podcasts is that you're so focused on one subject that eventually you burn You get bored with that topic, which is why these things don't go on for very long. So the fact that I've managed to, uh, to talk into a microphone now going on two plus years about literally nothing is quite remarkable. And I think that the Twitter bot that I was talking to understood that, yet was uh, not willing to offer anything in terms of whatever it was they were offering, other than me. Hey, do you want to buy this? Uh, you know, program like uh, how to how to podcast. I'm like, oh, geez, that's it's tempting. I could use that how to podcast, right? I mean, you know what the show is about. If you do, you, sh- you should let me know. You should tell me. Because I'm curious. I'm curious what other people think the show is about. <laughs> because, I mean, I can tell them that the show is about nothing. And then they automatically assume that it's like a Seinfeld ripoff. And it's really not uh, at all. Because, one, I'm not funny. Two, it's really about nothing. I mean, Seinfeld was about Seinfeld and his three friends. And the various adventures that they found themselves in. That's what the show was about. wasn't the show about nothing. That's not true. Same with George's fake show, Jerry, that he said was a show about nothing, but and then he said it's a sh- it's this, and it's just him and Jerry sitting at the coffee shop. I don't know where I'm going with any of this, to be perfectly honest with you, because like I said, there's a ton of shit to talk about. Where do I start? Oof, boy, I don't even know. Um, I'll start with a shout out to the Tight Ass Joints. Uh, they're a band, allegedly. I'm not sure. Never heard their music. But uh, that's a, a dynamite, uh, a dynamite name, and uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, uh, Heather, who's a, a f- friend of the show, constant complainer, appreciated Heather as always. Um, apparently, she's a member of the Tight Ass Joints. When you hear the name Tight Ass Joints, what do you think? Funk. Like a like a like a funk fusion. How about like a yacht funk band? Ooh. That's exactly what it is. I don't even know if if that's what it is, or if it's a real band. But it it should be funk, yacht, rock, fusion. And if it's not, um, I just created an entirely new genre that uh, should be. I mean, I've already said that that the Quiet violent Bob and Donnie, or Bob and Don, that should be a fucking yacht rock band. Bob and Dylan. It's terrific. So they starting starting... Oh, boy, this is terrible. When you, you know, being over-caffeinated, talking, and uh, not being able to breathe properly is not a good combo. So, again, my uh, deepest apologies. I want to start with sports, okay? And I happened to be listening to the radio the other day during... Uh, the baseball show on ninety eight point five, the Sports Hub, which is hosted by Tony Maserati, Tony, oh, fuck, Tony Maserati, who is uh, one half of Felger and Maz. Tony had the gall to say that um, people who that vote for Shohei Ohtani to be MVP. Of the American League over Aaron Judge should be "quote embarrassed," end quote, and I got very angry. Here's my here's my take. Okay, if you have a, a player who can play uh, not who can not only hit and play the outfield, uh, but can also pitch and pitch very well, uh, he's the he's the MVP every year, every single year. A guy hits sixty-two home runs, leads the league in RBI, finishes second or third in batting average. Sure, terrific. That that's great. He plays for the Yankees. That is full of guys who have the potential to do the same thing. And I say that uh, in in a in a in a weird way because I you know Giancarlo Stanton is not going to hit three twenty. He strikes out way too much. But he could lead the league in home run and RBI. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's done it before. One or the other or both at the same time. Not 100% certain. Point being, had Tony said this year uh, you should vote for a judge because he, if he wins the Triple Crown, he's the MVP. Okay? Shohei Ohtani conceivably could be the most valuable player. Meaning player total for as long as he is playing two positions three positions outfield dh starting pitcher three positions there is no more valuable player in all of baseball than that guy he is a fucking unicorn an absolute out and out unicorn does not exist doesn't exist So please uh, spare me the bullshit about being embarrassed if I happen to think that a unicorn might be the most valuable player in the American League, just because you got a fucking hard on for for the Yankees and a hard on for uh, for home runs. Congratulations. What do you? I mean, you take Aaron Judge off that team, they're still a playoff team. They're still a playoff team. Would they win the division? Maybe not. But they're still a playoff team. They're not the fucking Red Sox, who stink. And I can't wait for this season to be over. Uh, Advanced warning. Next year, hammer the under again. Because they're going to stink again. I'm looking forward to cashing in my under bet. Thank you. That's it. Just a little, you know. That fucking drove me batty. You know. Batty. The other thing I I needed to touch on was um, the Philadelphia Eagles. The 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, This has really very little to do with the actual football team this year. uh, Because they're pretty good. And I would venture a guess that I was all over Jalen Hurts two years ago. Uh, I may have to dig into the old archives of the program. To say that I thought that the Patriots should have taken Jalen Hurts um, two years ago or three years ago. Whenever it was. Whenever the draft was. Or maybe we weren't even on the air at the time. (laughs) We weren't on the air. Pretentious fuck. Uh, I've been a Jalen Hurts guy since his... (laughs) Since his days at Alabama, which was three fucking years ago, four years ago, whatever. And he transferred. That's yeah, fucked up. Anyway, did you know that there is a statue in front of, uh, what is it, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles? Did you know that? And apparently they've immortalized the Philly special play that they ran in the Super Bowl. Am I the only one who thinks that's kind of fucking weird? You you won a Super Bowl, and you built a statue for this play. I mean... It kind of goes to show you what it's like to be a sports fan in a city that is not Boston. And here's the thing, okay? I need to preface that by saying um, this is not to imply that, you know, Boston is the greatest sports city in the world or any of that, that bullshit, right? It's just that facts are facts. We did a lot of winning around here. I say we because obviously I had a lot to do with it. Over a course of two decades. Right? And so the idea of immortalizing two people who are no longer with your organization, however many years later. Uh, in fact, Doug Peterson came in there last week with a completely different team. He's Like, he shows up with the fucking Jags. Nick Foles, I think, has played for like three teams. I don't even know if he's still playing anymore. But it's weird that they win a Super Bowl and and build a statue. Like, where's the where's the Andy Reid statue for the six NFC Championship games that they played in, or some shit? Like, is that next? Is that coming? Boy, that's something. Like, around here, there's no statues for for any of the recent... And there won't... There'll be a Tom Brady statue in Gillette. That's coming. But it'll be uh, post-divorce. I'm sorry. Uh, Shout out to the divorce attorneys for both uh, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchand. Bunchand? How do you pronounce her last fucking name? Bunchand? I don't think it's Bunchand. That's way too anglicized, if you ask me. Give me the proper Brazilian Portuguese pronunciation i just don't know what it is uh shout out to them because they're going to make a lot of fucking money yeah and uh yeah very curious to see how that plays out you know quite frankly it's not really i I hate to sort of deviate here but uh, it doesn't surprise me people that are super famous for whatever reason they can't get they can't fucking uh stay together and if you look at it Look at all the couples that are in that are famous, quote-unquote. I'm using the finger quotes here. Hollywood actor, actress couples, or whatever, that have been together for such a long time. They're unicorns as well. They are the Shohei Otanis of famous marriages. <laughs> uh, back to Philly. So, these weirdos. Philadelphia is full of savages. They are, they're just, they're, they're, I don't want to call them terrible people, because I don't think they are. They're just savages. Like, they're just, they're they're crazy people, most of them. Not all, most of them are crazy. So it's funny to see that they've built a statue. I'm going to have to, I have to see this with my own eyes. I will at some point, but uh, I, I need to see it so that I can know that it's true. Fuck me, who knows? Maybe I've been punked and this whole bit is uh, not accurate. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, So football, uh, the Patriots um, are down to their third quarterback, which is unfortunate. Uh, A kid from uh, Eastern bumfuck or wherever, what's he, Eastern Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, something Kentucky, I don't know, who looks remarkably like their starting quarterback. Like these two could be cousins, perhaps. I don't know. They look very similar. It's weird. But, you know, they didn't really do much with Zappy last week against Green Bay. I'm guessing it's going to be different this week because Detroit comes to town and their defense blows. Their defense blows. So I'm very curious to see how how it pans out. I think, you know, look, the the Patriots' next six games are all winnable games. They play the fucking Jets twice. It's like uh, Lions, Browns, Colts, Jets, Jets. Who else isn't there? There's somebody else in it that stinks. I don't know. So they gotta win at least four to have any sort of uh chance at the playoffs. I just, you know, I don't see them. I don't see them winning four games out of the next six. I don't. Could they? Sure. Could they win five? Sure. I just uh ye of little faith, right? Mainly because, again, I'm not sold on the offense as much as uh, some people are or aren't. You know, a lot of people aren't, but some people are. Some people keep saying, and I've heard, I think it was Chris Sims, is like, oh, this this, uh, offense is not as bad as it looks. They just keep turning the ball over. Well, Chris, that's kind of part of the deal. You can't do that. They didn't last week because they dumbed it down to a Mac Jones rookie year level. So that Zappy could run the offense and not fuck up, and he almost did. Let's be fair, but I can't. You know, fuck this. This kid had no practice time. Um, you know, came in and and did a commendable job. Even though that touchdown pass he threw should not have counted because uh, <laughs> the the play clock was two seconds after it. Like literally, the thing flipped from zero to forty. And they still hadn't snapped the ball. Hello. So that was not good. But curious to see how they play this weekend. So fingers crossed. Uh, week five, hashtag dumb teams. This week I have two. I have two. One, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they are dumb. And uh, sadly, I did not take notes as to why they're dumb. <laughs> they won the game. Barely barely, against a uh, depleted New Orleans Saints club in old London town at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Fuck Spurs for life. But um, a very interesting uh, final uh, as they had to drive down the field and uh, get the game-winning field goal. Uh, Again, this is what happens when, you, when you're when you not good at podcasting is that you don't take notes as to what you uh, want to talk about. Like I literally just wrote week five, hashtag dumb teams, Vikings. At least with the next one, the Ravens, I put Baltimore has trailed for a grand total of 14 seconds all season and are still two and two. That just screams dumb. Part of the dumb—I remember this one perfectly. Part of the dumb—the reason for for the Ravens being one of the hashtag dumb teams is that uh, they had the ball four and a half minutes to go. Four and a half minutes to go. Uh, It's fourth down, deep in their opponent's territory, and I can't remember who they lost to. Again, uh, hashtag dumb host. But they get down, and and John Harbaugh, who— he gets this tag of being a good coach, right? He's won one Super Bowl, one. And he does shit like this regularly, where instead of just taking the points, right? Take the points. Your defense stinks, and that's that's a big thing, especially this year. Actually, going back to last year, uh, coaches who know that their defenses are bad... Go for it on fourth down an awful lot. Last year, it was uh, the San Diego Superchargers, whatever they're called now. Uh, That coach, what's his name? Staley. He went for it like fucking six times a game. Last week in Detroit, Dan Campbell went for it literally six times on fourth down. Because they know full well, if you give the ball back to the opponent, they're going to score. The defense stinks. So in this case, John Harbaugh kind of knew that, but... He's, it's a tie game with four and a half minutes to go. You take the fucking points. Take the points. And what happens? Your defense actually kind of holds a a little bit. Granted, uh, you know, uh, the team they played, they had to drive down the field. With four and a half to go, who'd they lose to? Fucking Buffalo. See? Fucking Buffalo. (laughs) Buffalo had to drive down the field to to get field goal range to win the game last second, last play of the game, and uh, and Baltimore loses twenty three to twenty. Just take the points, John. It's not that difficult. Take the points. I don't understand it. Coaches in the NFL love to overthink fucking everything. Seriously, it, it it's just it's one of these things where they all love to try to be. They want to be known as smart coaches, right? So instead of doing the obvious, they try to fucking overthink everything and do things weird and different. It doesn't work most of the time. Sometimes it does. But when your defense stinks and you know it, you try to go to four, or go forward on fourth down and take, instead of taking the fucking guaranteed three points. you have the best kicker in the league. Take the fucking three points, John. We're not impressed at all with you or your team. Hashtag dumb teams. All right, moving on to uh, more sports, but not... Uh, I don't want to say not real sports because uh, you know they, they kind of are real sports, but... Uh, it's been all the rage of late for cheating scandals to become big in these tertiary-type sports. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago now uh, the chess cheating scandal where uh, Hans Niemann, which is the name of a villain in a Bond film, Hans Niemann, uh, is a 19-year-old kid, a grand master of chess, Uh, was alleged by uh, another Grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen, of cheating at the Sinkfield Cup in St. Louis early last month. And uh, the allegation is that he had anal beads in his, I guess, anus uh, to assist him in cheating. Now, this thing has just, it's exploded. And this, I think this is the third or fourth time now I've talked about this fucking shit. Uh, but it, it just keeps getting bigger, which I find very interesting. Uh, the the website chess.com recently put out a report that they made public um, on Tuesday that, quote, Uh, Hans Niemann has likely cheated in more than 100 online chess games, including several prize money events, end quote. A hundred? Now these are not OTB games, which, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, is not off-track betting in this particular case. It is over the board. Which, when I figured that out, had me fucking howling with laughter over the board, physically being across from each other over a chessboard. Get it? OTB. Uh, And there was some real detail in this report, right? Which, to the uninitiated, like myself, you'd say, whoa, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, You dig deeper into the story, and they left the comments on so you can see all the comments. Now, you want to talk about a, a very interesting comment section? It's the chess.com Hans Neiman Report comment section. It's like, what? What? I, I it, it, It's a language that I can't understand, first and foremost. Because so many of these comments are using uh, lingo, shorthand and there's a ton i mean there's a lot of fucking comments here i mean you're talking multiple pages uh over the course of the last day plus and most of the comments are not thrilled with chess.com not thrilled at all even though you know it, it has legitimate research done here online games in which neiman likely cheated number of matches in in an event and the number of matches that he cheated in. I mean, some basically are saying that he cheated in every single uh, match that he played at a particular event. Which is fucking wild. That's like, it's like Barry Bonds level cheating. It's a timely, uh, timely reference, huh? You like that? I know you do. But it is fucked up. Like this thing, this thing is crazy. They've brought in, this is the, my favorite part of the entire article, right, is that it mentions that they brought in uh, a gentleman by the name all right, uh, of Ken Regan, who is, quote, an independent expert in the field of cheat detection in chess, end quote. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Ken Regan. What the fuck is that guy? Man, oh man. You know, it, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about this show not having a niche. You want to talk about a niche? Ken Regan? He has it fucking on lock. Ken, what are you into? Chess. Oh, yeah, that's cool you play. No, I'm an independent expert in the field of cheat detection in chess. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Mind blowing. That dude must be a fucking blast to hang out with. Ken Regan. (laughs) Shout out, Ken Regan. (laughs) Good on you, buddy. So, this is not going away. Uh, My guess is that we're going to see a lot more uh, chess chat here in the next uh, couple of weeks because uh, this month uh, apparently is the. Let me find it here. The. Oh boy! Oh boy! Seems to get prepared here. Ugh. Oh, jeez! There's there's another tournament, and I would like to find what it's called. Shit! Shit! I don't know. But there's another big tournament coming up, and so you know, it, it's very curious to see how this progresses. Um, if it if it really grows and explodes, here it is chess grand championships where the fuck is that i don't know fuck god damn it or the global chess champion oh geez i'm terrible this ain't good but anyways it's gonna get bigger so now that this report is out there and it is is called flat out chess.com has come out of the woodwork and said that hans nieman is indeed a cheater the Wall Street Journal did a report about it, but they, they felt the need to include Hans's middle name, which, which tells you something. Once a middle name is used with someone that's in trouble, they're fucked. Like, that's serial killer shit. Yet, the two people that wrote this article felt the need to throw that in. My guess is probably because there's a lot of Hans Niemans uh, on planet Earth. But uh, Hans's middle name is Moki or Moke, M-O-K-E. I'm going to say Moki. I'm going to go Hans Mokey Neiman, because it sounds better. He should just drop the Hans. Just just go with Mokey Neiman. Like, that sounds like a fucking... That sounds like the bass player in uh, uh, Bob and Don, or the tight-ass jo- joints. Because, I mean, I guess Mokey could be a, a male or a female. So maybe the, the bass player of the tight-ass joints is Moki Neeman. If it's not, it should be. <laughs> Funk-yacht-rock fusion. Um, But yeah, so that's chess. And then we get poker. We get a poker scandal between uh, two people at a table at a tournament that was being uh, broadcast, apparently. Uh, last week, from the Hustler Casino in Gardena, California, where two poker players, Robbie Jade Liu, is being accused of cheating by Garrett Adelstein, or Adelstein, I apologize, Garrett, I know you're listening, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Uh, it basically happened when uh, Garrett had an open-ended straight flush draw and went all-in on the turn where uh, Robbie Jade Lou, another one of these Instagram models that plays poker, they come up every now and again, it's weird. Uh, She had a weak jack-high hand, but then also decided to call the all-in, which was uh, a tad concerning. Lou ended up winning the hand when she really had nothing, which was very interesting. She got very lucky, and and again, I'm a terrible poker player, so I'm not even going to sit here and try to explain to you exactly how it happened, but she basically ended up with uh, the high card, which was a jack, because uh, Garrett only had an 8-7 club suited, thinking, uh, again, he had an open-ended straight flush draw, uh, but didn't get didn't get it on the river, so he was kind of fucked. So he would lose, yeah. You know, but he was bluffing, not bluffing, but kind of bluffing. So basically, this has gone back and and is has blown up because uh, Garrett called her out more or less, <laughs> um, basically saying that you know during the game, which was very long, uh, what she did was extremely out of character. Uh, compared to prior hands. That was a quote. Sorry. Uh, and then there's more. Quote, not only did she never consider making a call anywhere close to this before, but she instead very often folded bluff catchers to river bets, only calling when her hand was quite strong. Now, all of a sudden, she's playing a 10-time stack size compared to before and is calling a huge overshove with no pair, no draw, end quote. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So he's all fucking uh, in, a, in a piss because he lost, right? Which, when you get worked like that, I, I would imagine that, uh, you you know, you start to think. You question what's going on. My guess is that she read him like a book, knew that he had nothing, even though he kind of had something, uh, and decided to call. Um, you know, and, and basically uh, that was that. So now they're going back and forth with one another. Uh, she ended up giving him some of his money back, apparently, which I guess is a is a big no-no in the world of poker, which, you know, I, I can imagine that being the case. <laughs> but she basically said that uh, he had threatened her, uh, you know, cornered her. Uh, like the stare that he was giving her Um, on the video that I saw from the live feed was kind of menacing. Like, you could tell that he wanted to say something, but he knew better. Because, you know, in in poker, you can't go around accusing people of cheating because that is fucking bad news. So now there's a whole fucking thing. There's a whole fucking thing, and it's going to get worse. And apparently the Hustler Casino is going to hire a law firm to to conduct an investigation with staff, interview the players, a review of relevant records, and possibly a polygraph test. They also have a cyber, c- cyber security company involved. It's on of hand. It's on of hand. However, nothing compares to this. We got weights and fish. There we go. Oh! Honestly, I've been laughing about it uh, all week long. So as I'm, unless you live under a fucking rock, you've already heard by now about the giant controversy, the contrivat the controversy, controversy, controversy uh, at the Lake Erie Walleye Fishing Derby. I don't know what the fuck it's called. What is it called? The Long Long Trail? Wait, hold on. Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament Series. Out in, uh, in Lake Erie in Ohio, apparently. And uh, the, the, the story goes that these two gentlemen, by the name of Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon, cheated by stuffing their fish with weights and fillets. It has set off a, uh, a scandal of epic proportions in the fishing community. Let me me, uh, say something up front, okay, before we get any further. One, uh, I am not a fan of fishing. I don't get it. Two, that does not mean that, um, you know, the people that do fish um, don't love it. And then three, this is really a big deal. Like, I mean, it's funny as fuck. The reaction to it was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. But the more I looked into it, the more it's like, oh, man. This fucking shit's no joke. The prizes that these guys win is absurd. It's absurd just for sitting in a boat and catching fish. But, you know, whatever. It's a skill that I don't have. So there you go. Um, anyways, these two guys, they needed to catch, like, I think, I think it was like 16 pounds worth of walleye in order to claim the uh, team of the year prize which which brought about 30 grand in cash and prizes right uh, and the team that was um, leading the competition at the time uh, had about I think it said 17 pounds or 16 and a half pounds worth of fish uh well they they got their fish weighed and it was almost 34 pounds. pounds, so almost double, basically, uh, what the second-place club had. I'm sorry, they needed to beat 16.89, just to claim it. They came in at 33.91. Now, these two fucking morons knew full well what they needed and still stuffed these goddamn fish full of weights. If they just left it with fillets, they would have been fine. But no, they had to get fucking greedy. Which is what they've been doing, apparently, for an awfully long time. And then, once that happened, all hell broke loose. The guy who runs the tournament, whose last name is Fisher. No relation to Bobby Fisher of the uh, chess world. Grandmaster Bobby Fisher, mind you. No relation. Even though this is... He's a fucking fishing tournament director, and his name is Fisher. Go figure. There's so many fucking rules here that honestly i was astonished astonished it's such a niche community the whole the 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 whole fishing thing right so all these guys know each other and and in some cases they've probably known each other for a very long time so you know when one of or two of in this case uh of your fellow anglers that that term uh, getting thrown around every article i've read has also brought me great joy anglers Can't call them fishermen. Gotta call them anglers. Uh, When two of your anglers, uh, you know, fellow anglers break rank and start cheating, that fucks up everybody. When you watch the video, and I'm guessing you've already watched it, uh, you can hear it in their voices. You can hear how fucking mad they are, and rightfully so. These dudes, the amount of money that they fucking probably stole, uh, estimates include... Roughly 400,000 coming into uh, last weekend's event. 400,000 for the year in winnings and endorsements, prizes, boats. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And and to the end it's fucking hilarious. You read it, you start like, ha ha ha. But then, like I said, once you dig deeper into this thing, it is fucking crazy. So there's a tournament called the Fall Brawl, which I wonder if it's, registered because I'm pretty sure WCW had an event called Fall Brawl, but there's the Fall Brawl and the Walleye Slam. They're not even they're not Southern. It's just you know whatever. But last year's Fall Brawl, there were over ten thousand entries. Ten thousand anglers. The Walleye Slam had seventy three hundred entries. First prize is a warrior fishing boat worth 150 grand. That's fucking crazy. The crazy part is, right? These fucking guys. It's so serious, right? That there's a mandatory polygraph test for the winner. So they fucking strap the guys that win into the chair and give them a lie detector test. And then there's random polygraph tests for other competitors. So there's random testing and testing for the winners. Apparently at last year's fall brawl, I'm sorry, at last year's walleye slam. Nope, scratch that. (laughs) At last year's fall brawl, uh, Runyon and Comiskey, uh, one of them was disqualified. And lost out on the prize of a $125,000 Ranger boat because of a failed polygraph. And then Runyon was in the middle of litigation against Fall Brawl. Attempting to win back both his money and his reputation. When all of a sudden was found out he stuffed the fucking fish with weights. How stupid do you have to be? Think about the stupidity involved here. Right? This guy is in the middle of fucking suing somebody for saying that he cheated, and what does he do? He fucking cheats. If he just let it go, he probably still would have won. Just fucking put your goddamn hook in the water, throw a little worm on there, catch catch your you walleyes. <laughs> ah, boy, it is fucking crazy. It honestly, it is. It's hilarious, and it's crazy. And I guess this Bobby Fisher guy or Chris Fisher, uh, who, who runs these tournaments had heard, uh, some whispers, uh, about these two guys. And, uh, you know, it just, it's crazy. He, he fucking grabs one of the fish and it weighs eight pounds. And he's like, there's no way, man. I'd have pit in my stomach. And he cuts it open and the fucking weight comes out. Imagine that. Imagine that. Oh, sports are fucking funny, huh? Especially when they're weird sports, like people sitting in a boat catching fish. Jimmy Houston style. Jimmy Houston. ESPN Outdoors with Jimmy Houston. Now this is already getting fucking long, huh? Jesus Christ. That's what I get for two fucking cold brews before noon. And whatever was in that fucking... Uh, Zantec, not Zantec. Uh whatever the fucking name of the goddamn Zertic. Yikes. All right. Anyways. Um so I'll I'll try to be quick because there's there's a handful of things that I wanted to get to quickly that uh probably won't be too quick. Um I mentioned Elon Musk, okay? As of today, he's going through with apparently buying Twitter now, and I'm certain that It'll still be a cesspool once that actually happens, because as I said multiple times, Twitter is a cesspool. Uh, I enjoy it, but it's still a cesspool. Uh, but it'll be far less fun. I would, I would also guess, once people bail out, and you know that people will will as if leaving Twitter is somehow a it was going to be a political statement because they don't like Diet Lex Luther. Uh, if you're if you're looking for an alternative, though, uh, look no further than Mastodon. I have no idea what it is, or what it's what's going on there, but you can follow at ComplaintsPod on Mastodon. And, and no, it's not the occasionally cool storm metal band, but an open source social media platform. And again, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, what I do know is that Elon is apparently going to buy Twitter for an ungodly amount of money, which still, I cannot figure out. I don't see what the point of it is, other than him just being, fuck you, I have a ton of money. And I'm going to buy this, you know, like 54 bucks a share or something. I wish I had some fucking Twitter stock. Jesus. Um, but it's, it, it's fucking stupid. And then he goes on, he's going to, you know, tweet out his peace proposal between uh, the Ukraine and and Russia, basically saying that the Ukraine should just fucking give up. It's like, what? How is that a peace proposal when, you know, they're a sovereign country. Russia invaded them for no fucking reason fuck you. Like, stop, stop thinking you're smart just because you're smart. It's dumb. It's really fucking dumb. Uh, also dumb. Uh, Lizzo apparently was playing a flute at a show last week that belonged to James Madison. He was president of this country at one point. And, uh, It was a crystal flute that apparently is held, I want to say the National Archives. I I think it's the National Archives. Not 100% sure, but it's it's the largest flute collection in the world, and it is in a museum somewhere within Washington, D.C. I'm not, again, 100% sure, whatever. A lot of white people get mad. Why is she playing that flute? Why is anyone playing that flute? Blah, 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 blah. Anytime someone black does fucking anything, white people get mad, so... You wonder why there's problems in this country, because, you know, if, if you're not white, if you're not literally white, you can't fucking do anything without people getting pissed off about it. Case in point, again, The Little Mermaid. They're rebooting The Little Mermaid. Why? I don't know. But apparently now Ariel is black, and people are getting all fucking bent out of shape about that. Why do you care? Why do you care? It. How does the fucking fictional color of a person matter? At all. Like, the fucking evil person in that movie is an octopus. She's purple. Like, where's the outrage? I hope they change it to yellow, and then all the purple people will come out and get pissed. Whoa, why why isn't she purple anymore? Blah, blah, blah. It's just dumb. It's just more people who literally live to be outraged over nothing. Uh, Soon, the next one's coming, okay? Because apparently it was reported today that Velma... From uh, Scooby Doo, uh, I guess in the in the movie uh, universe of Scooby Doo, is officially a lesbian. <laughs> like, I saw that. Like, it, it's official. Velma's a lesbian. Like, what was that a thing that I'm supposed to care about or or give it a fucking second thought to? What? No, there's nothing to do with anything. Who fuck cares? And I'll tell you who. Probably a lot of fucking people. So buckle up. That's coming. That's a good one. Oh, boy. It, it! I can't believe I went on so long about so much dumb shit because I'm 45 minutes into this fucking show and I have so much more shit to talk about. Oh, that's awful. I want to talk about Florida. Florida's being stupid. Now, ugh, I hate Florida so much. I shouldn't say that. That's not true. I hate the people who run Florida, All right, There you go. Uh, they got fucking, the west coast of Florida in some places, Fort Myers, Cinnable uh, Island, uh, got literally obliterated by a fucking storm. Lee County, which is where Fort Myers is, apparently there was a big issue where they were not told to evacuate until very late. Uh, and it's it costs a lot of people their lives, apparently. So that's going to be a fucking shit show. The other shit show, Uh, The doofus that fucking runs Florida is uh, uh, scheduled to meet with the president. I'm very curious to see how that turns out because quite frankly, uh, he's going to ask for for money when apparently when, when, when uh, Ron DeSantis was a uh, United States representative, he voted against hurricane relief uh, for the folks uh, in New York, New Jersey from Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. What? What? What are we doing? So I'm very curious to see how this turns out. Um, I'm sure he'll say something shitty because that's pretty much what he does. But as always, it's, it's theater. Politics in the modern era are entire, uh, an entirely theatrical. Nothing gets done, especially in this country. It is just a fucking joke. It's a joke. Florida leads the country in dumb shit, followed closely by Texas. And and it blows my mind. California ain't too far behind. Florida, mind you now, according to a story that I read in the Florida Times Union, quote, all female athletes in the state are asked to report their history of menstrual periods. When they got their first period, how many weeks have passed between periods and when they had their last one, end quote. What? I'll tell you why because Florida they are so f- afraid of the one or two transgender athletes that they have in that state that they need to ask now every fucking female athlete that plays high school sports when their fucking periods are what do, what are we what are we doing what the fuck are we doing that is just It is outright fucking insanity. Insanity. And I've said a thousand times before, it makes no fucking sense why on earth anybody gives a fucking single shit about what other people's kids are doing. Why do you care? You want to fucking try to blow up children's hospitals because you think they're going in and you know fucking with with kids genders for, for some reason it has nothing to do with you it's not your business no one's telling you how to raise your kids why do you have to fucking do that for somebody else's why do you care <laughs> just fucking stop it has nothing to do with you Oh my God, it's so fucking stupid. The country is getting dumber and dumber and dumber. And I can't... Uh, it, it's one of these things where... When is when is it going to stop? At one point, does it stop being stupid, right? And you, you're going to hear from one side, right? The left are always the ones who are going to blame the right for everything, whereas... The left just creates bo- – I mean the right just creates boogeymen. That's what the right does. They create boogeymen for people to get afraid of shit. There is a guy running for governor of Minnesota who uh, feels the need uh, to say that or, or to to assume or to make shit up saying that kids in schools are asking for litter boxes because they identify as furries. It's not true. It's never been true, but it's one of these fucking lies that that is so prevalent on the internet that people fucking lap it up and believe it when it is so unbearably stupid. It is so fucking stupid. And the part about being, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, how being left center is, uh, is occasionally infuriating. It's because there's no one coming out and just calling these people fucking morons. Everything is couched. You gotta be careful. You can't offend them. Even though these people are legitimately fucking pieces of shit. Like, stop fucking tiptoeing around shit. Use your words. If you curse at them, maybe it'll help. Like, that... Oh, God. God. Like, this Herschel Walker thing is fucking stupid. You're going to have a debate between Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. And Herschel Walker has, like, three functioning brain cells. Uh, Apparently, he's just... Has basically lied about just about everything. His fucking son, his own son, came out and basically called his father a liar. And now, you're going to see Herschel Walker, who can barely form a sentence... Uh, Get into a debate with with Reverend Warnock, who is not a stupid person, and he's going to couch everything. It's going to be tiptoeing, and and he's not going to tell him to fuck off. He's not going to call him a fucking moron like he should. He should come out and say, why on earth am I up here with this fucking dolt? But he won't. He won't do it. One, because he's a fucking Democrat, and two, because he's too nice a guy. (laughs) We need to stop being so fucking nice all the time. You don't need to do it. Settle down. (sighs) I have so much more to talk about. (laughs) So buckle up. I got like two or three more segments. Woo-hoo! All right. I want to talk about a movie trailer that I saw today. Typically, I would save these things for the uh, the, the well-reviewed, um, well-received movie trailer review segment with AP Dave. Uh, AP Dave, don't think he's the AP anymore. We'll see. But, so our movie trailer today, this morning for a movie called Shotgun Wedding, starring. Uh, Josh Dumel and, uh, Mrs. Jennifer Affleck. The movie is about, uh, J-Lo, or J-Fleck, J-F. It's called J-F, right? Jaff. <laughs> uh, not funny. Um, she's marrying Josh Dumel. uh, there's a whole thing with, like, family, and they're, they're on an island somewhere, and, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden pirates come by uh, and uh, hijack the whole wedding party except for JF and Josh Duhamel. Chaos ensues. They try to fight the pirates, blah, blah, blah. It is the, it's the weirdest fucking trailer I've ever seen because you're thinking it's just some random uh, rom-com. And then all of a sudden you get fucking JLo with a goddamn shotgun in her hand. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's bonkers. Do yourself a favor. If you have not seen the trailer for Shotgun Wedding, you have to see it. Uh, It's coming out in January. It's from the uh, creators of Pitch Perfect and the producers of the proposal. So you know it's going to be just fucking boring. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But the trailer itself is wonderful. It's the kind of thing that you watch and you're like, oh, fuck, that was a great trailer. I don't know if it's going to leave you saying, shit, I need to see that movie, but it's going to be, fuck, that trailer was great. There really isn't anything more to that bit other than I thought it looked fucking cool as hell and I'm going to have to see it now. Even though I really don't want to watch the movie, uh, the trailer has, I'm uh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked because of the trailer. Trailer works. And you know what I found out today? And I didn't know that. Uh, trailers are actually made or put together by uh, other companies. There are companies that produce trailers. I always thought it was like the, you know, the the film com- the dis- distribution company, the production company, if you will. And then the creators of the film just kind of got together and hashed out what they want the trailer to be. Apparently, it's a third party. Learned that on Twitter. Shout out Pauly. I don't know if uh, Paulie listens, but he follows uh, the Twitter feed. So at complaints So shout out, shout out to Pauly. Um, So yeah, check it out. Shotgun Wedding is the name of the uh, upcoming JF film. Now, <laughs> after three minutes of crap, uh, Donnie friend of the show Donnie of the Quiet Violent I'm still waiting on the uh, release of the new album Donnie uh, if you could hurry up and tell Bob to get off his ass and I don't know I, I shouldn't even blame Bob cuz I don't know if that's uh, accurate but in this particular instance I'm going to cuz I don't really know but uh, I'm looking forward to some new music from Quiet Violent the Quiet Violent but in the meantime here's Donnie with a dynamite voicemail
1: Hey Dave Donnie calling in, um wanted to talk about uh, uh some something that I experienced uh, over the weekend where uh, I went to a show and then after the show I, I promised a friend that uh we could go out to a bar afterwards, even though I typically like to call it a night after that anyways, we get to this bar um uh, it's called lucky's never been before, but the thing is is when we started rolling up, there was a line there in. Like, I mean, I understand this This happens, like, from from a capacity perspective, but, like, I just can't understand why anyone would want to wait in line to get into an establishment, like, so much that, like, while we were in line, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, I just had to, like, keep complaining the whole time, like, I feel fucking foolish waiting in line to get into this place, I have no idea, like, what is so special about this place that I, that we have to wait now, I was pissed, I hate this shit, and, um, I'm just never doing it again. Wasn't even worth it. Anyways, want to hear your take on that.
0: See you later. And ta-ta. Kudos, Donnie. Thank you, as always, for uh, for lending content to the program. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, your sort is well, greatly appreciated. Uh, in this particular instance, it's also appreciated. I do have a couple of things, okay? Uh, one, you get to a certain age and you stop wanting to wait in line for pretty much anything and i would imagine that the tolerance goes down even more when you're when you're going into a bar right now boston is not as um trying to think of the right term here Uh, there used to be a lot more bars in town than there are now and look uh i haven't really spent a ton of time in various uh, establishments across the city and, and you know Over, you know, two years plus two, Christ, two and a half years now was the last time I worked in town. And so, you know, I'm not intimately familiar with the, you know, the ins and outs of the bar scene anymore because uh, I haven't um, been a part of it. So, I am familiar with Lucky's, if it's the Lucky's that I'm thinking of, Lucky's Lounge in the um, seaport, which is what I'm, I'm thinking it is. And it's a, you know, from what I can tell, it looks like a cool spot right? Do I know if that's the case? I don't really know. Would I wait in line? No. No. So you're a thousand percent right to not want to deal with that shit. There's so many, other. There, there's a ton of other bars that you could have gone to. And it just kind of looking at, you know, the Google maps of, of this particular place. And if, again, if it's the place that uh, I'm thinking, you know, there's, there's, I'm seeing at least three, other bars, like, if it's if it's the Lucky's Lounge in the seaport, like, Trillium is right down the street. I would have gone to Trillium. I could have, You could have gone to King's. You could have been like, all right, fuck this. I'm not waiting in line for this shit. I would have said to your friend, hey, buddy, hey, pal, uh, what the fuck are we doing waiting in line? Look, unless there was a reason to be in there, unless the place is crawling with ladies, uh... Or, I don't know your friend, and maybe your friend likes guys if the place is crawling with guys. Who knows? But there has to be a reason. There has, you have to give me a valid reason to wait in line to get into a bar. Um, there's no other way around it. I mean, I would have turned around the minute I saw the line. I would have been like, fuck, what the hell is this shit? Are they giving beer away? ha, <laughs> ha, uh, so you're not wrong. You're, you're a thousand percent correct. I, and, and you know, uh, again, I understand as you mentioned the capacity thing and this, that, and the other. So I understand there being someone at the door, kind of letting people in and out and whatnot, but there's other places you could go. So that would have been my first, I would have asked my friend, like, what, what are we doing here? What's the point of being here? Is there a reason? Is there a reason that we're going to wait in line to get in? If there isn't, I would turn around and leave. And then I would say the same thing that you said uh, at the start of the of the message, that, you know, you like to call it a night afterwards, after a show. Going home. See you later. So you are uh, 100% in the right here, Donnie. Uh, you should never do it again. And that's my two cents you too could call in 617-657-4736 if if a certain conundrum comes across uh, your life that doesn't make any sense but if you find yourself in a conundrum and you're questioning uh, you know what, what what's going on you need a a bit of guidance 617-657-4736 i'm going to you know I, i've put up stickers around In various places, but I think I'm going to include the phone number on future stickers. Uh, Not that it matters because it doesn't seem to work, but I think I could get more use out of them if I included the phone number. We'll see. Yeah. 617 657 4736. All right, is it is Wednesday. It is time for everyone's uh, favorite part of the show, the end, and three gripes. Gripe number one, charities. I would say three to four times per week I receive a piece of mail from a charity. I would say half of those include like multiple sheets of paper, and then multiple address labels here's what i don't understand so you're asking for money yet you're sending out hundreds of thousands is my guess i'm guessing with the amount of of people that are probably in your mailing list and then the amount of actual address labels that you're shipping out do you know are you familiar with address labels It's those, uh, you know, stickers that you put on an envelope when you're mailing something. Um, And so they include that in their request for money, as if that's somehow a prize or a gift. What I don't understand is why they don't keep all of that money that they use to buy all of this crap to send you. Whether it's like a little notepad or the ones that like send you a dime. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? How much money have you spent on dimes that you've taped to this fucking piece of mail? My guess is that there's some sort of rule that the charities have to spend money on, on advertising. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But what I do know is that it it strikes me as a massive waste of money. Like, put put one piece of paper in it, double-sided, explain what what it is that you're looking for. Uh, If it's a known charity that I've already given to in the past, I don't need any more fucking address labels. I don't need them. I don't need your notebooks. I don't need your dimes or nickels or whatever. I don't need them. Stop. Just keep them. That's my gift to you, is for you to keep that shit and then use that money uh, for whatever research or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, it 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 is it's mind boggling to me. It doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. But again, as with everything else that I've talked about today, what the fuck do I know? Very little. Not to and, and you know, not to mention uh, you, you just if you give to one. It's They take that info and they sell it to every other fucking charity on the planet. Next thing you know, you're inundated with with requests. It's impossible. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I just breathed heavily into the microphone. I'm terribly sorry. Gripe number two, getting old. This has been a recurring gripe. Uh, and as I've said before, getting old is a blessing. It's an absolute one hundred percent blessing. And I, I just punched the microphone. I'm terribly sorry. What the fuck is this? Jesus Christ. Um, but at what point? At what age? Do you start seeing people that die in their sixties and think, "Oh, that's that's too young." Uh, As you know, or as you should know, Coolio passed away the other day. Coolio was only 59. And I immediately thought, oh man, that's that's too young. So at what age does that turn? I'm saying 41. I'm saying once you hit 41. Now look, there could be some very thoughtful people in their 20s and 30s who feel the same way. But I'm saying that it really hits home when you're 41 years old. Okay. At 40, you're still kind of numb to the fact that that you're in your 40s. So it doesn't really click. But hitting 41 is a real wake up call. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I can't just say I'm 40 now. Now I'm, I'm 41. Now I'm literally in my forties, and things have the outlook changes at that point. Things become uh, both clear, more clear and murky at the same time. Clear in that you can see the end of the line, maybe, and murky in that you can, you think you can see the end of the line. See what I'm saying? Maybe you don't. But you get to a point in life where you, you're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm uh, no longer a spring chicken. Even though, look, it's entirely mental right? The physical stuff's going to come. You should know that. You should know that at some point your body is going to break down because we're not built to last long. So that part you should know. It's the mental part in, in, in your outlook on how life is, is what keeps you young. If you're a child like myself, you never realize that you're in your 40s, ever. It's only when you have to put in your fucking birth date or somebody asks you, you're like, oh shit, I'm fucking old. I'm old as fucking dirt. Not really. Dirt is quite old. So, yeah, i just kind of curious. It's one of those things like, you know, it, 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 at what age do you start to question your mortality, I guess? Maybe that's another way. To, that, that's a much deeper question, right? At what age do you begin questioning your own mortality? Oof. Oof. I didn't like that one. (laughs) That one's a lot more serious. Anyways, uh, change of topic. So, grape number three, dreams. I have never really been a prolific dreamer, okay? And I mean that in two senses. One, in the whole pie in the sky, you know, what's your dream, kid, kind of a thing. Uh... I just don't know don't ask me because i have no fucking clue and i've also never been a prolific dreamer when it comes to literal you know rem sleep dreams however the last week or so i have been i have been having like very detailed dreams and i would love to know why is it uh i wonder if it has something to do with the fact that i'm not eating bread not eating bread pizza chips cookies and it's not even like a uh try to lose weight thing i'm not i'm not doing like keto or anything fucking stupid like that i'm just trying not to eat that kind of crap anymore it's because i just eat especially pizza fucking a i would eat pizza like three times a week like what the fuck dave what are you doing you're getting old so I've been having some weird ass fucking dreams. One of them included making pizza, oddly enough. Uh, one was like, um, I was I was driving a, a pickup truck uh, similar to the Chevy S10 that I used to drive years ago. Um, having an, I was having a, an in depth conversation with someone who was rich or famous. I I don't know who it was, but. It was at like uh, some sort of gathering, a dinner or a gala or some sort. And sitting in front of this person, um, you know, it was Don Rickles. But this rich person asked me a question. And I specifically remember this person in my dream asking me, why aren't you doing more? That was the question. Now, who knows what the fuck the context was but that was the question. To which I replied again, vividly, quote, I'm not sure what you want from me. I'm making fucking pizzas, end quote. And then I got mad and left. And then I looked at Don Rickles and said, Don, you doing a set tonight, Don? He looked at me with that, with that, you know, Don Rickles face, and he said i don't do sets <laughs> you can see him saying it and then i replied that's what i like to hear and i walked away that was the dream that was part of the dream that i had and it's uh it's ridiculous like i'm i'm having uh i just there's a lot going on in there And I don't know what's I don't know why. And it's it's one of these weird things about your brain that you can never figure out. People will try to interpret you. If you the last thing you should ever do if you have a dream is to Google like dream interpretation, because you're gonna get four different answers. You're gonna get four different answers about what it is that you just dreamt about. So don't bother. It's like if you know you have a stomachache and you start Googling that shit. You're fucking yourself up. Don't do it. But, you know, I don't want to call them frustrating because that's not really it. I just think it's fucking weird. And it's kind of annoying in a way. Right? Also annoying, uh, a podcast that's an hour and a half long. Those are annoying. Thankfully, uh, we're only at an hour and 11 minutes or 21 minutes. (laughs) So it's a good good sign to end the show. This has been a long, rambling mess of a program. And again, I, I said from the jump, there'll be no, uh, nothing of any redeemable value or substance. And I was 100% correct. Unless you count my hashtag dumb team stat of the Ravens. Uh, only trailing for a grand total of 14 seconds all season. That might have been useful. So, um, as always, I ask, uh, call in 617-657-4736. Call in, share your complaint. The whole idea is for you to complain, to observe. Um, Check out the uh, Tight Ass Joints on Instagram. While you're there, you can follow the show page at ComplaintsPod. Uh, you can go to Twitter. Also, at ComplaintsPod. I've said before, my Twitter page isn't terrible. Check it out, at ComplaintsPod. Uh, if you don't feel like Twitter, you can go to Mastodon, at ComplaintsPod. That's legit. That's a real thing. I don't know what's going on, but add it to the social media platforms of this program that uh, get very little use. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a TikTok page, at ComplaintsTalk, T O K uh i have a youtube page that i don't do anything with i have a twitch channel that i can't figure out uh showmail at complaints and like i said i do have a website as well i don't even know if i said that even though if i just said uh i also said i didn't say that uh plates and there's nothing there i've stopped blogging because uh you know nobody reads it so what's the fucking point uh is that it twitch yeah um, yeah that's it now mastodon at complaints pod what a waste <laughs> oh man it's just fucking terrible um yeah so that'll do listen i ask you to tell your friends but I don't really expect you to because, you know, why, why would you subject your friends to this crap? Uh, same with your moms. I say tell your moms, but, you know, who knows what happens there. You tell your mom and then they'll listen to it and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but, yeah, please uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.